All right, season five continues. That's right. It's 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 like a, the weekly episodes are are rolling. I'm, the season is going by very fast, dude. I'm absolutely convinced that time is moving by in segments of months at a time now, instead of days or weeks. Like I blink. You, you don't do the six. whole. Uh, you don't do the whole. Uh, oh, this season. This is what what day and year it is. No, I need, I, I, <laughs> I need to like work on my breathing exercises or something. I I have out. some. I have some for you. I'm sure you. I really do. I no but doubt. we got a great guest and a great neighbor here today so let's get to it welcome to the podcast neighbors don't knock the show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun relevant and downright hilarious join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what now here's your hosts brian chambers and philip golfrey Hello, all you loyal neighbors out there. Welcome to the show, Neighbors Don't Knock. If this is your first time, make sure you hit that follow like button so you never miss an episode. We drop new episodes every Friday, and you can follow us on all the social media platforms. We got some fun videos, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Chew, I had to get that out of the way. Well done. Ooh, it's well like done. A, it was like that. What was that? Sips that? of bourbon. I'm actually pretty impressed with that. That was. It was like that Jim Carrey moment when in Ace Ventura where he's like. <sighs> And <laughs> just spouts off. All I can picture is that if I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm really excited. How have you been? I've been all right, man. I've been all right. I, I'm, I'm better now that you're here in the house. You know, we've had a, a couple of uh, sips of some nice brown liquid. Uh, some some therapy, liquid therapy. Indeed. We have a great guest. That's super, super exciting. I, I, I couldn't be better. I couldn't all be right. Better. Well, I'm excited too. And we're going to get right to our guest. And this is a really unique guest because he's right here in our own backyard, which is awesome. We love local guests that are coming in. A true neighbor. Yes. And not only a true neighbor, a true Texan in every sense of the word, but a very international Texan. I'm going to put that word out there. Very international Texan. I don't know if that works or not, but you're going to get to know him really well. Um, he's a fifth generation Texan. And he is a Texas A&M engineering graduate. He also got his MBA at University of Liverpool. He has a company. He works in the oil and gas industry, but he also has a company called Republic Boot Company where they make custom cowboy boots and embodies everything Texas. His family roots go back a ways, and he's got a really unique story, but we just want to welcome him to the show, Mr. Chris Conrad. Chris, what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? So good to meet you guys. I mean, you the time I've been here has been phenomenal, just hanging out and uh, learning gal stories as well. Dude, we appreciate you coming by, man. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, well, cool. well, cheers. It's always good to meet a new yeah, neighbor, indeed. so well, welcome to the table. I might have short arms, but... So, um Some Basil Hayden, thank you very much. No problem, no problem. So, okay... Now, Neighbors of Knock is not sponsored by Basil Hayden's. However, we should be. Well, you know, Basil Hayden, yeah. Woodford, you know, know. whatever. I happen Reach to be out drinking to Woodford Reserve. Yeah. Also, somebody <laughs> who's sponsored the show. Just throwing it out there, Kentucky, yeah. in case you're listening. You know, I'd be willing to make to travel <laughs> to Kentucky for a show if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit, little bit of shade so though. People shade. from Kentucky tend to say uh -huh. that it can't be bourbon if it's not from Kentucky. Now, I want to throw it out there right now. I'm sorry, Kentucky. That is not true. <laughs> that one is actually not true. It is true that bourbon is the national drink of this great United States. Yeah. But you can still make bourbon if you're not in Kentucky, technically. Yeah, yeah I think I, it's like the ABCs, right? It's like American-made bourbon. Uh, it's got to be like an like a 
charred barrel. It has to be in a charred barrel. Like yeah. Majority of corn. Exactly. That's that, like I think, I think the corn thing is actually the, yeah. 51% something like that. Yeah. I think that's it. And, and I'm absolutely okay with throwing some shade at Kentucky for bourbon. man. I, I think we're pretty proud. It, you know, it's the same reason I throw shade at um, Memphis for barbecue. Ooh. I, I really do. I'm sorry. I, I I love Texas barbecue. I was in. I happened to be in Memphis, and we went by Rendezvous, which is apparently a very high end rib place that everyone's like, you gotta go to Rendezvous. It was a cool. It was it was a really cool place. I'm not for the necessarily dry rub that a lot of that area uses. Mm. I like some some sauce and juice on my on my barbecue, or I like it fall off the bone a little bit more. It was just a little. It was a little too, I'd say a little rough, you know, for me, for me back over, over on the East side is too sweet. In Texas, we use that vinegar rub with some spice, right? You got to yes. have that kind of like that feel of the, of the barbecue. You can't have that sweetness that overtakes the actual taste of the meat. So that's my, that's my take. Yeah. yeah I love well, this. cause North Carolina has the same thing. It's very, very sweet. Yeah. And, and I think that's too much. I think Texas balances it right. I like the spice, but there is a little bit of sweetness too. It's, it's kind of like it hits you after. Indeed. You know, and we were yeah. all talking like sort of backstory before the show started and, and my, where I grew up kind of came up. Right. So being from new England, I didn't know what barbecue was until I came to Texas. I literally oh, never man. had true barbecue until I landed in Texas Never in my life. I thought that like grilling hot dogs and hamburgers on your little like charcoal Weber Correct. was barbecue. Grilling is different than barbecue. Hundred percent. Yes, exactly. It's mean, yeah. like a steak is not barbecue. Yeah. You know, a steak is grilling. <laughs> right. Barbecue is barbacoa, which means slow cook. Exactly right. It's not heating up something fast. It's right. it's a slow process. Yeah. Which is what I love. Cook. I mean, but, I you know going to school in. You know, you went to AM and you're from Texas, so you know. I wasn't really introduced into good barbecue until I went to college up in uh, Texas Tech because our tailgates. Yeah. We, they brought out a massive smoker. And I remember uh, our one of our buddies pulls his truck up with his massive smoker. And he'd been working on stuff, you know, like a day and a half before just to get ready for the tailgate for the football game. And my word, was it delicious. Right. When you have brisket oh, for the word. first time that's done right. Yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, forgive me for all the vegetarians, vegans out there. Don't get me wrong. It's a small I, orgasm I in your no mouth, man. I have no disrespect. It's, it's just, yeah, it, for me, being a meat eater, wow. When I had brisket, good brisket for the first time. As you said, it takes time. I mean, the guy came, went out there the day before. It's got to break down. You're not making hot dogs or a steak on the grill. You know, it's got to actually kind of break down and actually take oh, time. It's so yeah, good. It's amazing. You know, so but, good. I, but I will say, though, that like the barbecue wars thing is kind of weird to me because I, I get regional differences. I get what you guys are saying with like the sweetness versus the vinegar rub and all that. Like that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. And it does ring true to me because now that I've been in Texas long enough to get a really good palate for Texas barbecue, when I go elsewhere, it tastes not right. And often yeah, exactly. I just not good as far as I'm concerned. But I do find it fascinating that people get so caught up in the, you know, purity of, of anything, let alone barbecue. Oh man, come like, on. There's purists in everything. Well, yeah, though. but it's like it's like it's like you go to Good Company Barbecue yeah. on uh, on Kirby Drive here in Houston, right? Not my favorite. No, but it's good. But barbecue. it's good barbecue. It's not yeah. like knock your socks up barbecue. Yeah. I'll give people that. Yeah. But it's good barbecue. And coming from somebody from an area rather that never had good mm -hmm. barbecue. When I first had that, it blew my freaking mind, right? Yeah. But people are like, 
oh, you know, they, they do it wrong because they're too commercial now. And I'm like, come it's on, the guys, same. you know. It's the same world. I know we're going to get into it, but the boot world is exactly the same. I was thinking about it when I was exactly. saying it. Yeah. It. yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, it's not it's not cool because they do this and this and this. You get nerded out in the thing. But in general, like boots are good, you know, in Texas. Right. I mean, we're, we're making handcrafted products, right? So I've got to, I've got to make sure the production is right. I got to make sure that the design is right. I got to make sure that the, the artists are, are compensated the right way to, to, to make the actual toe and the actual, uh, you know, inlay and all these kinds of things. It's, it's a, it's a very complicated process. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like just, uh, you know, creating something like a car where you just mass produce something. It just, it just, uh, is complicated. Yeah, no, I, I can appreciate all that. And, and I do want to get into that, but let's, let's talk a little bit about you because you are a very interesting guy. You're well-traveled. You've been around, I mean, being a fifth generation Texan, but you tend to get out of Texas quite often. Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about, you know, your day to day. Cause I know you say you work with a larger oil company, so that's been kind of taking you around a little bit, but how did you get your start with everything? It, you know, we know you graduated from A&M with engineering. Was that always something you wanted was I to mean, be an engineer? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a good question. I mean, for, for me, I, I, uh, I've always been kind of, uh, engineering minded of course. And then I, I was, I was so fortunate enough as my younger self to actually be, uh, blessed to be selected to go to a to A&M. And then, uh, I, w- I went to Russia when I was, uh, when I was, uh, 15 years old. Changed my life. So I went there and uh, was able to meet a lot of people. And I was in orphanages and different things that really changed my perspective on the world. And this is when you were, in the bio you sent us, is when you were a student ambassador to Russia. That's right. How did that come to be? It's it's a weird thing, man. I don't actually understand how it happened. So they they, uh, said, you know, we understand kind of who you are. And they the government sent me this stuff and said, you know, apply for this. <laughs> well, that's a lot of trust right there. It's like yeah, the government. I know. It's, hey, you should you should I do mean, this. This is, this is early nineties, you know. How I'm were they favorite. watching you? Dude, I don't know. It's, you like, know? it's like, how did you understand that I was a good guy? Or it's a little weird. It's, it's okay or whatever. So this is before red light cameras. I mean, they were like deep spot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right? I mean, this is this is the big mystery of my life, to be honest. I mean, I don't understand exactly how it happened. So, so they they came in. They said, like, we want to interview you, uh, you know, for this thing to teach the uh, Russian people democracy. It sounds super weird. I understand. I mean, but, uh, I love it. It sounds great to me, but yeah, it's, it's weird. So I went through this whole process and, uh, interviewed for it. They said, yeah, you know what? You need to go over there and, uh, and, uh, do, do America's work or whatever. It's, it's, it's strange. The whole thing sounds weird. I don't want it to like, again, uh, reflect on my, my, uh, my boot stuff, but, it changed my world from a personal perspective. I was over there working in orphanages, orphanages and um, uh, different kind of like uh, coalitions of, of these people that would go through these war-torn areas and uh, just explain like what they went through. I mean, for me, it just I was 15 years old. I'm about to say for a 15 year old kid, that that's got to be just like eye opening. Just like, like what? Like like this this place has been destroyed. I mean, just the buildings that were uh, destroyed, and they're, they're, these kids where their parents have been killed in Chechnya and all these places. Is that the first time you've really experienced anything like that? Yeah, I, I'm from Houston, Texas. I, I had been, I had traveled around a bit, but this is the first time I've actually gone out 
and done something international like that. And it was probably less impactful for them because I was explaining like, okay, yeah, Texas is like this. America is great. You know, that's what America wanted to say. Okay. You guys are, are uh, dissolving the USSR. You're going into Russia. You're going to be democracy. Uh, this is the great things that you can actually uh, do. Uh, but you know, I tried to do those kinds of things. Of course I stayed with families, but it was actually more impactful on me to be honest. And hopefully it it'll work in the reverse in, in the future, but it, it actually gave me a perspective that said, man, this is not Texas. This is actually super hardcore. These are people that I had met that were with this uh, oppressive regime and they had tanks that blew up those buildings that we met these individuals at. We're the first uh, Americans on some of these military bases. It was cool, man. I mean, for me, at that time, I was like, what in the world? But now I realized how I was like, mm, I want more, right? It planted that bug inside me. It was like, we have to do something else. And, and you know, I will I'll take it upon myself um, to do something. I didn't know what the, at that time what it was, but I was going to do something. And you say it was so impactful. Now, you, you still travel back over that 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 area um yeah. yes and and you say you get back there almost monthly is what you we were talking off before the podcast right you so as far as is that purely for work or would you if you had the choice would you be going back and forth more often than not that's a great question so yes i go over there for work now but but what it did at that time i was explaining my early days is that it planted that seed to actually do something really cool and actually understand the world and so i was like Okay, I'm gonna graduate uh, college, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go over there, and uh, where I went was Italy. So I lived there for about three to five years. Which part of of the boot? Uh, the boot is the north boot, and north that boot. that that's not and, foreshadowing right there. And, <laughs> I, I, I had to do it. I had to throw in the boot. Know, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm I know. You, Good could, catch, by the way. Go, I went over there with one of my best friends, Jim Franklin, and he his family owned uh, M. L. Letty Boots, which was uh, one of the top boot companies in the world. At that time, and we were just Texas A&M grads living in Italy. So you're and, like your early 20s. You're 22, 23. Yeah, exactly, 23 years old. Uh, 22 years old at that time. Exactly. And uh, we're over there hanging out. There was no internet or anything. It was super complicated to get a cell phone. I mean, it took me like months to actually get, you know, service. And I'm, I'm actually impressed you got a cell phone. But it's, it's. I, I actually can appreciate that because I was in Korea. I had I had to find someone who... I had to find a local that could help me sign me up and, and figure something out. So it took me yeah. a few months before I could get one as the well. The struggle's real. I mean, it makes you appreciate things. My biggest thing is perspective. To understand, like, how hard it is to get a cell phone in Korea or to uh, get food on a Sunday in the middle of Italy because they're vicious. We're, we're shut. Right. Well, hell, I don't have food in my house. I, I'm used to like going to, where's the McDonald's? You know, yeah. Right. Not that eat 20, 24, 24 hours somewhere. Or, there's got to be, yeah, yeah there's like got to be something. I, I no, get, we really I, do live in a land of abundance. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I can go to BB's and get whatever. You can always get something here in Houston. You got it all, man. You know, or we have something at the house. I didn't have anything at the house because I just moved there and I'm trying to find fast food, which is impossible in Italy. And I'm starving to death. I'm eating. I'm eating like I'm going to like a the, like a funnel machia or something. The only thing open, yeah, was was like it was like a small little bar. I say bar, 
which means like, you know, coffee, espresso. Yeah, yeah. But we'll give you the uh, breadstick. I'm like, I'll take so many breadsticks. <laughs> just survive. Uh, you know, I'm like eating breadsticks on a Sunday just to survive. <laughs> These Texans, they are such a bigger boys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> passing uh, it this guy is eating like, uh, he, I can't believe you have the four espressos. I'm here for the breadsticks, dude. I'm trying to survive. <laughs> you know, so they don't snack like American teenagers do, right? American teenagers always have just shit lying around. They're shoveling in their faces, right? It doesn't matter if they're stick thin or if they're as wide as they are tall. There's always just food around. Right? Was that one of your favorite places to be? I mean, are you... Uh, I think that gave me the biggest perspective. You know, again, that's my word of, of the day because, yeah, I think Italy was my favorite place just because I'm in the north of the boot, as you said. And, uh, you know, I'm from Texas, right? So we can... My dear lease is five hours away. If I if I drive three hours from where I'm like at, three different countries. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in five different countries, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's like, you want to go to Oktoberfest, buddy? It's uh, in Munich and it's five hours away. It's like a dear lease, right? It's easy. Oh my word, there. we would do in Texas. We would do that in a heartbeat. Oh, in a heartbeat. We'd be like that. That's that's a day trip, man. But some of these guys <laughs> are like, oh no, you go to Germany. Like I'm like, it's not far away. It's like five hours. I'm going to Oktoberfest. <laughs> I'm going to go to Neuschwanstein Castle. And they're like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, no. So you become like the super adventure guy that just goes around and sees these wonderful things and just, you know, you, you want more and more. It's like this attic thing. And I just, that's what I've been doing for 20 years, hardcore traveling around the world, getting this perspective. And again, living probably, you know, 10 lifetimes doing this kind of stuff. I, I love it. And I'm the best tour guide in the world, by the way. <laughs> I, you want to hire me for that. You I'm know what? There, hey, that. guys from Neighbors Don't Knock, that you guys have heard it here, everyone listening uh, to Neighbors Don't Knock. If you need a, an international tour guide, I, I'm sure you his fee would require a bottle of something on top of everything. But you can get Chris to, to take you around the world because we, I, I, we're looking to go to uh, to France, my wife and I. But nice. but Italy is definitely on one of our top lists, so I may have to hit you up to to get some some do's and don'ts. So I'm I'm definitely going to keep you. Just in go mind. out there. Don't be scared about it. That's the whole thing. People are like, I'm scared about the thing. Don't be scared. That's the number one. That's the neighbor comment. Is uh, just get out there. Figure it out. That figuring it out and, and uh, executing that makes you feel like more confident about the act, the situation that you're in. Yeah, you're gonna go through uh, weird stuff with trains and planes and automobiles and all that, but also uh, some of these you know strange accommodations. Just do it, right. man. My wife would make fun of me because I'd, I'd come home and I'd be watching Anthony Bourdain. I'm like, miss me. Like I need to do that. Those kinds of things, and I, I'd be the guy at the street kind of eating the weird stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, but respectfully and actually, you know, uh, understand their culture and, and, and embrace it, right? Well, it actually, and, be... and, and to his credit, I think he did as well. I actually think yeah, that for the 100%. most part, he was very yeah. good about not stepping on toes, right? right. Just it's a, it's a weird line, right? Because you, you want to embrace the culture but not destroy the culture by accentuating it so much that people come in and say, oh, my God, you got to go to this place. And then you destroy it because it's so cool. Right. And so you want to have the rawness of that. And that's kind of the explorer nature of uh, people, I mean, like like him and myself. And not that I'm, you know, I don't want to create myself to Anthony Bourdain because he's my hero. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely in the same line of all that. I, I get I get that feeling. And I appreciate I appreciate you being honest about it. You know, the, the interesting thing about being, I think, um, humbled at a very young age like you clearly were when you were 15 you went over and you saw war torn falling apart 
Western Russia, mm. you know, I, I think that you get a quick understanding what it means to be a guest somewhere, right? Rather than a native. And that's important when you travel, you know, because if, oh, if yeah. you start treating things like it's yours, then you're just that jerk from whatever culture. It's not necessarily an American thing. I, I, I feel, see all kind of cultures. I, I agree with you, absolutely. But I also think that most people who do that don't travel often. And those that love to travel embrace that very quickly. And it's it's very evident too. So you I I I and this is my maybe my opinion. I can tell someone who loves to travel or or you know or has traveled before when you get when you come across people like that that just don't give a shit. Those are people I'm like I'm like oh you just you just don't travel. You just you you're very self-centered to yourself. And and because people that do love to experience other cultures and they're very they're a lot more open-minded about everything and they really want to embrace something about where they're going. Uh, I have found that. I mean, even like, like learning phrases and, and the language, if you don't speak it and trying new things and, and really like you talked about going places and not, you know, wanting to really embody what they, what they are without destroying it. You know, you see that it's really evident to me and, and I've, I, I've had the, the pleasure and the privilege to have traveled quite a bit uh, just, I, I, I always want more. And, and, and like you said, I, Houston's become home base and I love that, but I still love to travel. And, yeah. and, and that, that's my question to you. Now you, you've always been Houston. You've always, you've done a lot of extensive travel. Now you've lived overseas in a lot of places more than, than both of us have ever. You're always going to want to come back to, to Texas. Is that yet? Because you're, you said your family, you have your half, your family's half Mexican. Is that, is that correct? Yes, my mom, my mother's, uh, they're, they're, they're from Mexico. My, my father's from Germany. So, right. So that's very Tex-Mex. About to say, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what we're all about. But we're, we're embodying the, uh, the Texian spirit. When I say Texian, that, that is the, the, the people that were here before we actually, you know, had a treaty towards the United States, right? The Texas people, they were uh, very independent minded people that were actually just embracing this whole thing about, you know, you know, self-preservation and making things happen. So, yeah, I mean, that, that that's what I'm all about. And here's the thing is that, you know, I want to I want to invite people to understand our culture from a Texas perspective. I want to make sure that we understand where we come from. We come from a, a, a group of folks that are individualists. They fled other places to come here to to not be oppressed by other things. That's 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 what Texas is all about. Right. So you're touching on something that actually rings so true to me being from the Northeast, because when I came down here, having no idea what I was really walking into, my parents moved here in 1999 from the Northeast, and I came to visit for the first time in the winter of 1999. So I come into Houston, and I find this really diverse city that I did not expect to find in Texas, because I had this preconceived notion of like what Texas was right i think everyone does i think so too and i go walking around i go start to meet people i go downtown i see street signs that are vietnamese i'm like holy crap this is a really really dynamic place then what's the rest of texas all about and as i fell more and more in love with the idea of the freedoms that you're talking about the idea of everyone that i meet that experiences texas for a long enough period of time they become fiercely independent people. Yeah. And I have an extreme respect for that. 
I, I really, for me, like a reverence for that above most other things. When you travel, do you do the whole like Texas garb? Do you do the boots, the hat, the, the pearl snaps? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I always wear pearl snaps, right? So of course I can't wear the hat into uh, Kazakhstan or wherever I'm at. You know, it's, it's that too, probably wouldn't play. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, I just can't can't bring it on the airplane. It's just not not so. Uh, uh, comfortable. You, you feel very naked without without yeah, your hat. No, a box good. like <laughs> this, right? You, yeah. you're, you're not. It's not necessarily like kind of like the headpiece like you always have on. I just love to wear it here in Texas. You know, they're like, oh yeah, it's Texas. And you kind of feel that kind of patriotic, you know, vibe. But you know, internationally, like, what what's this guy doing? You know, it is cool because I see some guys in Germany like wearing them, like. Hey brother, you know that kind of thing. It's weird, you know. It's like, man, yeah, we're we're together, you know. It's weird. It's funny. Just humans. It's kind of like my Aggie ring, right? So I'm an Aggie, right side of the Aggie. Oh yeah, this guy's good. You know, this guy's an Aggie. Yeah, we're, we're good. So I wish I could, but uh, you know, where I work and where, where I travel, it's just not too palatable to actually have a, uh, you know, my boots on through the through the uh, airport and stuff. Even though I'm the boot maker, everybody's like. Oh, oh, you're Chris, the bootmaker. Why aren't you wearing boots? There's also a lot of metal in those things. Because I'm walking on cobblestone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. After yeah. after three days, two days, right? So good to do that. Yeah, you know what's awesome? Pull <laughs> tendons in your ankles. No, I, I, oh, I love Texas, but you know, I'll, I'll I'll wear the shirt. You know, the Republic Boot Company shirt. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Combining years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. To learn more, you can visit our Facebook page or email us at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. Okay, we have, before we get any further, because we're having such a good time, we have a Neighbors Don't Knock first for everybody. We are going to do a shot here on the show. Indeed. By the way, that just a chill. It just appeared. It's, it's magic. That's what happens here at, at, at NDK. Magical things happen. Like our glasses sure. automatically get refilled. Uh, big big shout out to my wife for bringing these down. This is pretty yeah. cool. And I feel like... Um, I know. I feel kind of celebrity having like shots brought to me in the no, middle of the show. I, I know, but but I am actually I'm going to get up for this cheers because I got to do please, this. Please, so cheers, please come in. Cheers, Chris. Cheers, Brian. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Absolutely. Brian. Here we go. Here we go. Some vodka. What's the word in Nostrovia. 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 Korean, they say um, kombe. Uh, com kombai. Kombe. They say kombe. 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 So kombai. I know. Nostrovia, I know. Salancha, I know. Salu. Um, Salu. Obviously, cheers. Yep. What are the other ones? Fuck yeah, Texas. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck yeah, yeah. Texas. <laughs> uh, hey, Mom, what's up? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's off limits. About. You said it's off limits. This is, uh, no, no, that's all right. Yeah. No, we are we're good. Show. Yeah, we're absolutely. Good um, we just we just throw that out to her anyway. Although, when I, she's listening. <laughs> you know, I, I think that all the Texans listening also realize that Fuck Yeah, Texas actually is a single word. 
Yeah. That is just, that's just, that's like, it's like saying hello. I, I'm almost convinced, yeah. I'm almost convinced <laughs> yeah, that if we could vote that as our motto, <laughs> be, yeah. fuck yeah, Texas. 100%. You know, you know the Governor Abbott right now be like, absolutely. Let's <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah Texas. Wait, it sounds way better. It goes down a lot smoother. Um, all right. Well, okay. On, on that very lovely note, I, I do want to ask you because we've been talking a little bit about family, but you are a family man as well. So well-versed, well-traveled. You have two kids and, you know, your wife, with all this traveling, how, how'd you meet your wife? How did you guys kind of connect? Oh, it's a weird story. I mean, so we, uh, oh, uh, so we, uh, is she going to approve of this story? Yeah, she will. <laughs> she will. She definitely will. I mean, so we're proud Aggies. So we're, uh, whoop, you know, Texas A&M. So, you know, I was, I was blessed enough to actually go to Texas A&M. I, I, uh, I, I had gone around my, my, my dad was from uh, U of H. So I was like, I want to be a Houston guy. But my cousin was like, no, you got to see the bonfire. You got to see all this oh, tradition yeah. out in Texas A&M. And I went up there. I was like, oh, my God, this place is incredible. And uh, as I said before, I'm an engineer by trade. I was like, oh, man, this is super cool. So I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go to uh, U of H to begin with. And then I was like, mm, no, I'm going to go to A&M. And, and just to stop you real quick, yeah. Philip, because I know if you don't, they don't do the bonfire anymore, right? Correct. Okay. Just so you don't know what the-, the Seen pictures from back in the day. Okay, good just, deal. Yeah, I was going to so say, well, I've, I've witnessed it. It is massive. It's massive. So it was. Ma- what well, was, yes. It was massive. We still do like an, off, an off-site bonfire, but yeah, the, the original one was just- uh, uh, coming together and it's a great community. It's like building a like a literally building a, a building. Right. <laughs> like it was just so massive. Yeah. Burning that, Man before Burning Man. Yeah, exactly. So at that time I met my wife, like, you know, and kind of saw her around. I was like, oh my God, this woman's beautiful. I went to Panama City Beach, Florida, right? So and then I was wearing the cowboy hat and stuff and she's like you cowboy? I was like, oh my God, I know you. It's, it's like divine intervention. Seriously. <laughs> I know I you. I met that. her in spring, I know you. That's spring awesome. break uh, in Panama City Beach. I was like, oh my God. And I was like, I'm going to marry you kind of thing. It wasn't like, it wasn't so weird like that, but uh, it happens. I was going to say, did uh, you say that? Actually, that would have been awesome. Uh, no, talk, about like, con- talk about confidence, man. It's like, no, I'm yes. going to marry you. It's like, was okay. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, and this might shock most of our listeners, actually, but I 100% believe in the whole you know your love thing when you meet your partner because I've experienced it, and it it was like a lightning bolt. It's weird. Here's the deal that she put up with me. I mean, we had had the the ultimate place in College Station. I would, like, uh, George Strait's son would come there. I mean, everybody would just party at my place. And uh, she was like, so sad I didn't get a chance now. Tolerance of me. I was like, look, our life is going to be crazy. Tolerant. I'm going, I I am going to travel the world. You're going, you're going, honey, do you know who that is? I was like, we are going to do some crazy stuff. And I was like, are we going to do this? And she's like, yes, let's do this. How did you come to make cowboy boots? So boots are the uh, iconic uh, symbol of Texas. That's that, that's the main thing for me. Like we have to make sure that we embody. Like, is it holsters? Is it belts? Is it is it shirts? Is what is it? It is boots. Boots, right? Hundred percent. Texas. When I traveled everywhere, I was I was in uh, Japan. I was in uh, I was in Italy. I was these different places. They were like, uh, "You're a cowboy, okay? Where's your boots?" Uh, you know, <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, I was wearing tennis shoes or whatever because of cobblestones and all this kind of right. stuff. 
but they they every every place in the world identifies the Texas culture with cowboy boots. Right, they know it. That's know true. It. And and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that stereotype. I'm going to make that reality. Right? So this is my biggest thing is to how do we do this? You can't just again, like as I said, make like a an ice cream cone machine that just you put the ingredients in and just cranks out an awesome ice cream uh whatever. You've got to actually have the artist make stuff. How do you find the artist? That's the hardest thing. In a given pair of boots, yes, sir. how many people are involved? You have a guy that does the stitching. You have a guy that does the bottom part, which is called the lasting. And you have a guy that finishes it off. And you got guys before that that actually design it and all that. So you have four to five guys actually making these this pair of boots. And so it's not so easy. Like you can't have a single guy. You can't get like multiple uh, Superman to like make boots. I, I need I need five more guys to make more boots. No, you have to create the whole thing. Okay, so up. so for a single. So it's pair not like of, Geppetto over there, like you know. Right. Tap, yeah. yeah. Tap, I make the top, and yeah, I make exactly. the bottom, and then I make the exactly. whole thing, yeah. and then other things. He's a knee. It's a little crooked, but if you push hard, it it kicks. It's a star. So, I wish. I wish on it. Okay, so 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 let's say a customer comes to your shop and they want to order a set of boots, and they go, "Okay, I want blah blah blah," and you you work with them, you get the feel for them, you finally come up with some kind of vision. What I want to know is let's talk fundamentals. So it sounds like it's at least five to six people involved in the process of manufacturing one pair of boots. Correct. And it sounds like it might be more depending well, on. And, and how long does that normally take? I mean, if you have that many people working on a single pair. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're, we're at about uh, seven to nine months you know, backlog for a pair, for a pair, for okay. a pair. Oh, wow. So if you guys are, are watching and listening and you are interested, uh, after watching this or even checking them out at Republic boot company, which I, you should absolutely. And we'll have all the links in the episode description. Um, you want to get on that list now because you know, ro ro rodeo is going to be coming up around the corner. I know a lot of you guys are going to want to get, get some new boots. So right there yeah. for rodeo. that's but right. Let, but let's talk about why it takes that long. Yeah, so, so you problem. get, Let's strip it, it down. I'm going to break it down, Philip. So here, here's what we do. So you're going to come into the shop, and we're going to have a great experience, right? So we're going to have the live music going on. We have a bar. It's going to be fun. We're going to show you all the details. Philip, just get out your checkbook and start writing him a check for your next boot. I'm actually taking. He was there by live music and by bar. Okay, so are you taking notes or you do something else? So I love that hands visible at all times. Right? This sounds like something I can be on board with. Too excited. I drink. Super There's music. Still in. Still in. Again, I'm gonna be with Chris. Let's keep your hands visible at all times with this excitement. A lot of notes going on up there. So. So we're going to ensure that, that, um, that you're going to have a great time. So you're going to come in the boot shop. You're going to have the full experience. You're going to understand the history of it. Why are we doing this? Well, you know, like I seriously, I take zero money from this. Uh, my, my aspect, my biggest, uh, thing is to keep our culture alive. It's not just a, uh, a boot shop. Like, thinks about, um, you know, like a place that you go and buy stuff. No, it's not. It's, an, it's a cultural experience. You come inside. I'm gonna teach you about Texas history. I'm gonna teach you about uh, handmade products. I'm gonna teach teach you about uh, 
live music and handcrafted whiskey or whatever it is. And so I'm trying to, in this place, in the Heights, why the Heights? Because my family was there in the 1800s, right? So I'm trying to come back to the place of the roots, right? It's a weird spot, but it's kind of cool. You got a lot of stuff going on in the Heights. Uh, but I'm trying to make that spot that I've seen in international countries, right? All over the world where you can just experience my culture, which is Texas, here. But this is what I this is what I'm going to say I appreciate because I will spend more money on an experience that I'm getting along with some quality merchandise. So it, take getting your haircut. You could go get your haircut for 20 bucks and be fine. It's like, nah, that's fine. I actually pay for more on a place that I go to get my haircut because of the experience well, I agree and, and what I get. So I love hearing that you're not just giving them, you're not just giving your customers, uh, you know, you're teaching them about stuff and you're literally letting them know who you are by the experience that they get. I love that. Republic Boot Company right now, what products can you offer customers? So boots, obviously. Yeah. Shirts. Yeah. So we actually hats. I know because I have a hat. I actually purchased that from you guys. Yeah. I I have the text. Well, not not a cowboy hat, but like I I wear a lot of ball caps. Yeah. So I have the one that has the Texas with the X on the. So I love that one. So we have a lot of that kind of Texas kind of stuff as like far as clothing like, apparel. Yeah, line clothing, kind of but deal. not too much. I mean, like I, I've done it in the past. Again, I've been doing this for 12 years, right? So my, my biggest thing is to focus on boots. But the other other side, other stuff all off to the side is going to be freaking awesome, right? So we're going to do custom hats. We have custom hats. We've got custom uh, uh, jackets and shirts, which is awesome. But a lot of other cool stuff. We have a lot of gift stuff. We got a lot of uh, unique, uh, you know, women's apparel and all that. I'm not gonna okay, lie, my so my wife is sexy in, in Western wear. Gotta see it. Like she we, really we, is, man. Like she's a she's a she's a Houston girl. When you chose Texas boots to specialize, in my opinion, you could not have chosen a more difficult product. Yeah, no doubt. to make. Dude, it, that is that, that is a challenge. It is out. so hard. And 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 for our listeners and and viewers, they started Republic Boot Company was started in 2011, so it has been going. I mean, even through the pandemic and everything else. I mean, I'm glad you guys survived and are going strong. Uh, again, information are in our episode description or check them out. But right. but they've been going for a while. So, and they have a, an amazing team over there. Right, and that is so hard to do. So so a nine month yeah. wait right now for a pair of boots, and yeah. and I. I'm actually shocked it's that low, quite frankly. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I would say that uh, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, like the uh, the, the struggle, it, you know, starting your own business is extremely difficult, right? I I do this as as kind of a uh, a dual thing with with a major oil and gas company, and I travel internationally uh, every month, and it's uh, so difficult, but. My my dedication is toward Texas and our people. This is not called the Chris Conrad Boot Company. It's called Republic. Republic means for the people. I do this for the people. Everything I do is for the people. It's not, I take zero dollars. I will never take a dime from this company that we do. But the cool thing is that we can do things for charities. We can do things for our people uh, in, our, in our communities that uh, give back. 
And uh, the main thing that we give back is is quality of an amazing product. And so that's what we're doing, man. It's just so so cool. I mean, like to actually come in and actually design something. Say, if, for example, if you give something to your uh, coworker or your boss or your you know wife uh, for her birthday, you can actually design it all up and have her come in and have this great experience. What a great experience to have her come in, get measured all up, have designed everything, and uh, I love that. It's made 100% in our shop. Describe to our listeners, what is the assembly process of a boot? Yeah, so I, I mean, I've seen five, in, I've in seen videos shop. of, of yeah. guys lighting stuff, on, stuff fire? on fire. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just super cool. So what we do, and people don't understand this, is like we measure your foot. We have to create a mold of that foot. That mold is called a last, like an L-A-S-T. Like a last, what does that mean? That means that we actually, better last a long time is what that means. Yeah. I knew I knew you were gonna go. What I'm, I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is a polypropylene deal, but we actually add leather products to uh, make the make the boot wider or have a higher instep and all that kind of stuff. And then we build the boot around it. So when you come in our boot shop, we have Rolls Serio, which is the top boot maker in the world. This dude made. Like 40 boots for John Wayne, made boots for Steve McQueen, Pamela Anderson, Willie Nelson, everybody. This is the dude. And he said that he had a vision from God to come to us. And uh, it's like, I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. Come, whatever. I was the grass I must hear, have been good that day. I hear a lot of stuff every day. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I, I run this thing, right? But he, so, if he's that good, maybe maybe it's true. So I was like, try it out. Okay. And people would come in and be like, oh, my God, do you know who that is? That's that's the guy. That's Roll. Oh, so you you kind of, you had to take him at his word. Uh, yeah. But, so every, but like, everybody else was like, you oh you did well. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know who, who that is? Yeah. So Anybody famous that's, that's in pretty, your world that's pretty shows up. That yeah. That's got to make this you feel dude, good. That's got to make you feel good. This dude is a preacher, and he eats and makes boots. That's it. Period. <laughs> like he was like, and no, I was like, oh my else. god! And I was like, I will, I will, I will, I will build my company, my back end of the boot company, which is the manufacturing aspect around you, dude. Like I'm a Christian dude, and he is like ultra, like uh, a preacher. And this is all he said. He had a vision from God to come to us, and it came at the perfect time. And he did it, and he expanded out to his sons. And so a lot of that stuff that we do. Is based on this guy. Aside from the experience, the quality of your boot, how is it different from the other boot companies that are here uh, in in the Houston area? No, so this is the best question because we get this all the time. I mean, here here's the deal: is that we take care of you guys from start to finish, right? I mean, we are boot makers. There's a lot of people out there making boots as a marketing company that actually make stuff somewhere else and actually sell it on the internet or whatever. We're gonna take care of you, man, and. Uh, if you come into our shop, you'll realize that we actually take the mold of your foot. We actually take that and actually form the uh, the last and uh, and create the upper and then create the actual boot around it. You can see it all right there, 100% in the shop. My biggest thing about all of this is I want you to have a, the full experience, the Texas music, the handcrafted whiskey, the handcrafted experience inside the shop. And uh, you can do that all right there, you know. So if, if you order boots, boots from us, you can go in there and see, like, the progress of your ostrich boots or whatever. It's super neat, dude. And you can see, like, 
understand you we can do classes like why does the guy hand welt the boot i mean we can get really i'm an engineer right so you can go into the weeds of how the fillet welt is and why that is and why that's better why you don't use cork on certain aspects or why you don't use synthetics on other aspects but we love to go deep into the educational aspect but not be pretentious about it you know like have a true texas thing you know like kind of old cowboy this is why we do it you know but show it and, and explain it in the right way and then have the music playing in the background do you, do you allow your your customers to have a, a part of like participate in yes, part of the process 100%. of their boots yes they can make their own boots really yes oh that, wow in different aspects okay yeah if they want to come and make their last if they want to come and actually do some stitching on their welts all these things i know they're kind of like terms that most people don't understand but we'll explain the terms and if you want to come and actually stitch part of your boots if you want to kind of sand your heel counter just the right way and just be like, man, see that slant on that heel? I, I did that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's a Justin slant right there. Right oh. Now. It's cool. <laughs> that's a cool That's a cool aspect. That is neat, though. Because if you're thinking about a heel of a boot, people think that, oh, that tree, that wood. No, that's actually leather, right? It's hand-cut leather that we stack. And you, we, we hand actually sand that uh, slant. Make your own slant, dude. It's cool stuff like that. I love that. That's super cool. And and you guys offer uh, different types of leathers or, or you know, yeah, as yeah. far as that. Okay. Yeah, all on the actual leather. If you want to like, uh, if you want to like. Or I said different types of, uh, of skin because you mentioned ostrich and, and things yeah, like that. I like mean, we, we got the traditional I and mean, we have a lot of ostrich, which is a fantastic hide. We got a lot of, you know, uh, alligator, which we have a lot of tag stuff. Even today, we actually put together the full package. If you want to go actually get a gator. And come back with it. Uh, we have that full package. Oh, there you go, Philip. We we can just just go bag a gator and go back come, come come make some boots. And we have the we have <laughs> like he's like nah. five thousand dollars. By the way, is the, is the, the price thrown out there? Okay. And uh, if you want to come back and do that, if you want to get hippo hide, whatever. If you want your grandma, whatever. You know, we can we can make boots. Oh, there there. we go. Sorry, sorry, Nana. Uh, I will remember you forever on my (laughs) on my feet. (laughs) You know, I have to say I love it because obviously you have an extreme passion for wanting this to be a complete experience for whomever buys from your company. And I think that's pretty freaking cool to, to do that. You're an engineer. You're out in the world in the oil and gas industry. It's a cultural experience, not a, even a, a lifestyle. At a very high level, right? And you are changing the way that we use energy. You're part of that. And then when you're home, you're part of making something from home that everyone can experience. I don't think that there can be anything more American, more Texan, more... Well, just a, just a, a human human being somebody that has something something to give well you know to be a human being and to stand up are two different things yeah and and, 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 and i did sir, and i did notice up. i did notice a, a new tattoo i'm gonna do this because because uh it's a great question and uh this was not prompt but um when i was um when i was um this year i was in kazakhstan right so i was uh i was held hostage uh 
by the the Kazakhs held hostage, right? So it surrounded us in, in our compound because they had a revolution. You know, they had killed a number of our people in the past. Yeah. By the, the way, that that you don't have to do quotes. That is being held hostage. Yeah. So they they had killed our people. So we knew that with scaffolding poles, like like almost you know Vlad the Impaler kind of stuff. It's horrible. So we knew this was happening. We knew it was coming. I said in January this year, I said, if you're coming, like I, I told all my people, like I'm, I'm stabbing and kicking, right? So it was like the Alamo, right? We're going to make this happen. It's a horrible conversation, but this is a real deal. And this is what I'm going back to next week because <clears throat> it's going to happen again. Um, but uh, I said, I will sustain myself as long as possible. So this, I, I know it sounds very apropos and uh, very Texas, but. Uh, you know, I will. So this was Travis's letter, as he was surrounded by uh, the army um, at the Alamo. At the Alamo, I will sustain myself as long as possible and die like a soldier. Never, never forget what is due to his own honor and that of his country. You know, victory or death. So I did that yesterday, right? So, and, and for our listeners right now, this is a, a, a tattoo <laughs> right, a tattoo. right on the bicep, right there. I love it. And by the way, I, I'm I'm intimately aware of how painful oh. this nerve <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well done, going all the way around the oh. inside of your arm. Yeah, it's kind of cool, you know, like my travels and. And, my, and I love that you have the. You, I, it's the world. You have the like a globe, and, and then globe. it just like melts into the Texas this is, flag. And this this goes into the uh, the the double sided candle, which is uh, burning the candle at both ends. I will I will work. I will never sleep. I will do this all for. Uh, our society, our people, and all that kind of stuff. I know it sounds like no, you're 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 our kind crazy. of people. You're our kind of people. Like, it's like <laughs> oh, that's a little much, but uh, I, I'm really about it, man. Like I, I'm going to do this until I freaking die. People like you coming on our show makes us understand why we're wanting to meet our oh, neighbors. Hundred percent. It's, it's in the reverse as well. I mean, you guys out there doing this show. I mean, I've listened to it. It's phenomenal. Great reviews. I mean, it's it's incredible that that you guys can go out there and just can keep grinding. Five seasons now. Five yeah. seasons. Yeah, we're, ex- we're excited. Keep going, Thank dude. You, sir. I mean, we're so excited. Awesome. You know, and and you know, I, we have, and I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it confidently. We have a sixth season that will be coming. I I, I know it's gonna be coming because because of people like you, because of people mm-hmm. like and neighbors like you and neighbors like you guys out there and listening. But you know, Chris, before we get you out of here, we do want to ask you, and I know you've given some amazing advice, but we're gonna give some official. Ooh, the trap of neighbors don't knock. We're going to give some official Neighbors Don't Knock advice. Sure. The so, neighborly advice. The neighborly advice. So what would you give out to our neighbors? Uh, just go out there and do it, man. So don't be scared. When you feel that feeling in your stomach, like, I shouldn't do it, it means you should do it. Ah, that's right. I love that. Do you should do it. You should do it, Philip. Yeah, You're thinking weird. of you your middle schooler right now going out for the football team, right? <laughs> You're like, get out there and do, do it, it, damn it. Yeah, yeah, go, go, Because I've always been nervous about doing stuff. Like, oh, my God, I don't know. Like, my, I, I'm so nervous about doing it. But when I do it, it's like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Right. You know, I, just I, do I, it. I, I'm going to put this out there. I bet you're not saying the same thing about your daughter. <laughs> 
not doing it. Don't do not my doing it. Uh, <laughs> not doing it. Uh, you're just not, do you know you're not things. doing yes. it. <laughs> yes. In, in, in a uh, yeah, perspective there. There's an element of we're not ready yet as yes. parents, right? But like, thank God we have like our phones. We can check. Where are you? Yeah, like, oh. What are you doing? Is there anything that you think that our listeners need to know about you know, the new shop, the height shop, the boot company. Yeah. Thanks, Philip. I, I think at the end of the day, what we're trying to do here at the new shop is to have, we call it the Goldilocks. It's not so big. It's not a big box store. It's not some small boot shop. It's just right. Right. It's that Goldilocks. It's so beautiful. And you know, there's a closet that you're walking into. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, it's really neat. If you go online, you can kind of see some of the thing, but you got to come inside to, really understand i mean we have a stage we have the uh the bar there we have the uh the fitting room but it's beyond that it's not it's not about those kind of things it's like the things i was talking about earlier it is the experience of coming into real texas people come in from even even houston be like oh my god this this is what i remember from my childhood yeah this is real texas or people that come in from uh sweden or or yes uh today from minneapolis saying oh my god this is this is the Texas that I imagine. So you come inside the shop, you're going to see this wonderful display of leathers and uh, experience and the warmness of, of hospitality that we're known for. All these cultural uh, markers that are going to be present inside of our shop. And I, I just encourage you to come inside and just, uh, just to have that experience and just, uh, just live, it, live it to the fullest. All right, so you heard it there, guys. So, and if you guys want to find out how you can get uh, involved with Republic Boot Company, whether you want to help support them, uh, be involved in any charities or events that they have going on, or get yourself a handcrafted experience, is what I'm going to call it right there, uh, you can check out their episode, uh, the information in the episode description. Yeah, so. we're going to have all down there in the links below. And I'll tell you what, I've never owned a pair of cowboy boots in my life. We may have life. to do a Neighbors Don't Knock. I think so. I, 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 we I, may have we to do it. This. I think that I'm going to dedicate uh, a statement here. I'm going to do it. Ooh. After the shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After the shot. We are going to get it. So you guys can catch all of our episodes dropping every Friday with new guests, new neighbors, uh, just like Chris. Uh, you know, go and listen to past episodes. Like, follow us on social media. You, if you have any questions, hit us up at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. Chris, we thank you for your time, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Out. Out.